It's game day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike Stefano, and I'm joined here by my co-host, The Zoobs. What's going on, buddy? Not much, my friend. Fired up for, uh... oh, another back-to-back. Look at that. <laughs> it, it seemed like we were all just waiting for October to be over so that we could get rid of the back-to-backs. And here we are, literally two weeks into November, and we get another one. We have our second back-to-back in two weeks. Like, are we ever going to get a chance where we can relax on a weekend and not have to double down on hockey on both nights? No kidding. Like, I want to go on dates. I want to go see people. And the Leafs (laughs) are forcing me to sit here and watch hockey on Saturday and Sunday night or Friday and Saturday night. I can never get a day off, I swear. It's tough out there, man. You got to (laughs) watch hockey. Life Life is full of challenges. I mean, I guess it could be worse. We could be a podcast for, you know, the paint drying association or something. <laughs> I don't know why I said paint drying. That was sure. stupid, though. <laughs> Dumbest sure. thing I think I've ever said in my life. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got a game tonight, Boston Bruins, part one of back to back. So we'll be teeing up the game uh, for the Bruins. We'll also kind of get you set for the game against Pittsburgh tomorrow. Uh, But here's the thing. We're about at the quarter mark of the season. We're 20 games through, and Kyle Dubas came out and spoke today. So we're going to chat about some things that he said, and we'll talk about this team uh, big picture-wise. And then in the second segment, we'll kind of grade the players through the quarter mark of the season and kind of see where some of our guys are at, uh, whether they've been overachieving, underachieving, and uh, all that kind of stuff. So should be a pretty good episode, jam-packed episode, I'd say. So let's uh, let's get this thing underway. Uh, not sure if you had a chance to listen to or read about uh, Kyle Dubas's comments today in the media, but did you have anything that you took away from it? You know, I, I think very much just even the fact that he's doing impromptu media sessions sort of tells you where this team is if they were... Uh, top in the division. I don't think he'd be having random press conferences. I think he hears the chatter, and I think he's aware of what people are talking about in terms of maybe Babcock security or um, some of the play style and some of the the team building. So I think just trying to get out ahead of it. Um, you know, good to see him go to bat for some guys. I thought it was, I thought it was nice to see him go to bat for Cody Cece, who we are hard on, and everybody on this, uh, I think, fan base is pretty hard on, but just to see him come out and, uh, and be very vocal in his support and, and sort of, uh, you know, trying to keep the optimism going and trying to keep a positive mindset. I think that is a good thing, but also to me indicative, uh, that he is very aware of both the shortcomings and the criticisms at this point with the team. Yeah. I mean, he came out and spoke for nearly 15 minutes, uh, and didn't say a whole lot or nothing that I guess you would consider, uh, buzzworthy, I suppose. But one of the things, and you kind of touched on it uh, a moment ago, spoke very highly of Cody Cece, and which just it was interesting. And, and what he essentially says is, I know everybody's saying that he's not playing well, but our information, we actually think that he's playing above expectations. Uh, what information could he possibly have? Because not only the underlying numbers, but also the eye tests are telling us that the Cody CC, uh, the Cody CC is just not working out here with the Maple Leafs. Whether you know, as, as a top pairing defenseman at least. So I'm just so curious by what he meant by that because, uh, based on everything that I've seen through 20 games, 
this guy is barely an NHLer, let alone exceeding expectations, playing over 20 minutes a night on the top pair. Yeah, I, I mean, for sure. Um, I think part of it is a role thing. I don't think, you know, I think he's been competent offensively. I think the defensive end is where he really struggles. And I think that's probably what he's alluding to that, you know, with the puck, he's able to uh, pass and shoot better than, than some of the guys they've had back there recently. And that's probably where they are higher on him. But, you know, his very statement that, um, you know, a lot of this is taken with the grain of salt of the amount of ice time uh, that he's being given. I mean, that's an internal problem. That's something that he can have a say in. So, you know, if, if he is uh, sort of having to curb this with, um, you know, when you look at it as somebody who was playing as a top pairing defenseman, well, don't play him as a top pairing defenseman. I don't think it's that crazy. Like, if he was a power play two guy and he was a lower uh, minute guy maybe he'd be a, a real positive but his usage is something that uh, Kyle Dubas should have a say in so if, if it's just a matter of him being improperly deployed uh, that does not escape him from criticism about the way Cody CC is being used and I mean he was a guy who I guess they targeted to bring in uh, I mean I suppose that it was kind of a way to get out of the Zaitsev contract as well and it kind of finagled their way through the cap. But, you know, it seems like they actually believe that CC could be a productive player in the lineup. And to me, it just hasn't been that. Uh, a couple other things that I kind of took away from this. One, I, you know, we kind of talked about it last last week or a couple of days ago when we were doing our cosine no signs. And when Hutchison got sent down, you know, we kind of both are under the assumption that, you know, Kaskasuo isn't the answer in net as the backup but Dubas came out today and said that, you know, they're going to give him a bit of a run and they're going to evaluate. And uh, so it seems like they're going to give him a little bit more uh, chance to try and prove that he is an NHL quality goaltender, which uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like that. Do, do you think that he really believes that or is this going to be, you know, one, two, maybe a third game and then uh, lights are going to go out for Kaskasuo? Oh, I don't know how much of a choice he really has. You sort of have to give him the burn at this point. There's not a rich market for teams willing to split up their uh, goalie tandems, and there really hasn't been goaltenders put on waivers that are worth taking a look at for low money. Um, you may as well, because he's been on a heater uh, for the last little bit uh, in the AHL, uh, and you want to keep him in that rhythm and, and keep him going in that way. But, um, you know... I, if somebody better comes along quickly, I think we see Kaskasuo dispatched. But at this point, you have nothing to lose with in terms of uh, how bad Hutchison was playing and where they are going. Uh, you may as well give him a little bit of run here. I'm still really confused as to why, because it seems like Marner's going to be out. They said, you know, six weeks, which to me seems like a long enough time to put him on IR and kind of open up some cap space. Like, how come that hasn't happened yet? I feel like that's kind of an easy, quick fix for, you know, the cap troubles that, that they're going to be in uh, or that they are in, and that would maybe allow them to pick up another goaltender, and then they'll have another six weeks, I guess, to kind of figure it out. I, I'm just, I, I'd like to hear a, an update on Marner because I'm just – I kind of just assumed that he was going to end up going on LTIR and he was going to be there for, for 10 games for the month, which it seems like that's how long – He's going to miss with his ankle injury anyways, but haven't really heard much about 
anything about what they plan on doing with that situation, huh? Uh, yeah, I don't think LTI. I mean, maybe they'll do LTIR. I don't think they will. I, I, you're just kicking the can down the road in that situation. I understand in the short term it maybe lets you figure out some things, but you are just delaying uh, the inevitable. And I don't know that uh, you know adding too much to that plate right away is, is in the interest. I think a little a little stability and a little um, you know opportunity here for Kaskisuo to maybe steal a backup job and maybe be. A worthwhile goaltender is is the plan short term. Maybe it comes to that. Maybe two weeks from now we're sitting here and Kaskisuo is a seventy five percent save percentage and his goals against is above six, and we say, well, they got to do something. And at that point, they will. But um, you know, I I don't think just continuing to kick the can down the road is uh, is in the interest of someone like Kyle Dubas. And lastly, what I kind of took away from it, um, just kind of big picture things, I guess. Overall, he's very positive about what was going on in Toronto. And I think if you're listening to this podcast and that's how you consume, you know, a lot of your your information on a daily basis about what's going on with the Maple Leafs, there hasn't been a lot of positivity with this team. <laughs> and I kind of found that a little weird. Like, you didn't have any, really anything negative to say. He just seemed to go out there and kind of just pump some tires of, of some of his struggling players, pump the tires of the coach, the backup goaltenders. Like, he didn't really say anything to criticize the team meanwhile they're a team that is you know currently on a on a, they've lost a few games here in in pretty poor fashion and you know everybody has these question marks about whether or not they actually even are a playoff team did, did that surprise you that he didn't say anything critical at all no not at all uh i think you know there's no shortage of people willing to be negative and critical about this team and for good reason but um, he's one person that you don't need to get it from if you're a member of this team, and 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 I think there's there was some room here for somebody to come in and, and calm things down, and and as the sky continues to fall uh, for fans, um, you know, someone steps in and says, okay, it's not it's not that bad, right? They're, they weren't as good as they looked when they were winning, and they're probably not as bad as they look when they're losing. There's, it's probably a little closer uh, somewhere in the middle. I, I think there this was a good time for him to step in and say, you know, we still believe in our blue line guys and we believe in Kaskisuo and and we believe in the guys that we have here because really he's the guy who is putting these people in the situations the, 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 sure. the team is is mostly you know with all the turnover in this year it, it's mostly the, the team that he put together so um you know he he should be out there taking uh sort of the the good and the bad and, and not the blame but taking the the stand in what they believe in with the way this roster was constructed yeah, but deep down, I just feel like the way that the roster is constructed isn't really. Uh, it's they're not just the troops aren't being deployed properly, in my opinion. So that's, you know, something that's it's still a little fishy about what's going on with the Maple Leafs and Babcock and and everything. Um, but real quick, just kind of so before we wrap this up, uh, big picture, you know, to you, to, you know, at the quarter game mark. Where is this team for you? What is this team? Have they established an identity? You know, wh- what are your opinions of the Maple Leafs 20 games into this season? I think we are still seeing uh, a bit of a difference in philosophy between the top parts of this of this team. I, I think we have um, some top-end talent, and the way that the bottom half of the forward lines at least are built is supposed to be 
stacking talent throughout the lineup, and I don't know that the deployment matches up with that, whether it be the top guys getting enough minutes to make the impact they need to make or just the style uh, that some of the guys uh, are being asked to play. You know, the defensemen aren't really jumping in the rush. There's not a lot of, um, you know, the, the offense hasn't been too dynamic beyond scoring on the rush. So, you know, I think it's still, it's still a team searching for an identity. And, it, and someone like Trav- Tyson Berry, I think, is a perfect example of that struggle where we have seen one or two period flashes of, of who he's supposed to be and the guy that we expect him to be in the plays we think he should make. But for the large section of this season, he has been disappointing and, and pretty quiet. So, um, you know, I think just everybody fitting into new roles and finding a new space uh, continues to be part of the process. And I, I don't think they are quite established in their identity at this point, 20 games in. Yeah, I think I think I would agree with you that they they haven't established an identity, and obviously, when you have so much turnover like the Leafs did, it's going to be tough to to really get things going. But and but they've taken a little bit longer than I would like. I, I think there's a lot of teams around the league that also went through some turnover. You know, we've you know Vancouver went through a lot of turnover. Uh, they added a, a bunch of guys in there, you know, to prominent roles at that, not just even you know bottom six roles or anything like that. But some prominent players were injected into that lineup, and they seem to be doing well. Uh, you know, I just – and there's other teams around the league too that, you know, same thing, and it happens every year. You know, there's a lot of a lot of teams that kind of go over through go through some turnover. Uh, so I think at this point, 20 games in, I don't know if, if I'm – at this point, maybe I'll accept it, but going forward, I don't want to hear anything about, well, this team's still trying to get to know each other, and I don't want to hear anything about turnover because – I think that that narrative should be done, uh, you know, a quarter way through the season. Um, that's just, you know, that's that's my thought on on that. But at the end of the day, uh, the team has not played well for a majority of the season. I think that they've had a couple of really good games, and they've had a couple of great spurts where they look fantastic. That gives you a wow. If this team played like this for 60 minutes, 82 games, plus playoffs, this is a Stanley Cup contending team. Unfortunately, we're not seeing that enough. Like those last couple of minutes yesterday on against the like that third period really yesterday or that second period against the Islanders, they look great. The last five minutes of that third period, they look great. That last period against Chicago when they came back and almost beat them after being down four one, they look great. You know, when they play like that, like those little spurts, it does give me a little bit of of uh uh what's the word I'm looking for here? Hope. Hope. Yes, it gives me a little bit of hope. See, I, I, <laughs> it does. It gives me a little bit of hope that this team can still turn it around because it's it's just so talented. Like you talked about Tyson Berry, and in just a moment, this will give us a, this may actually maybe a good segue because we're going to go ahead and grade some of these players throughout the year. But they're just so talented, and a lot of them are underperforming. And if they can turn it around, like I expect them to, and I'm sure you do as well, I think they can do some good things. So. Let's stop right there before we start talking about a whole bunch of these players because that's what we're about to do on the other side. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside the Zoobs. Uh, we are a quarter way through the season, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to do our quarter mark report cards. So I got a whole list of players here, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to give them uh, a report card rating, you know, A, B, C, D, F, 
whatever they deserve. Uh, so let's start with one that you kind of brought up already, um, just because, you know, top of mind. Tyson Berry, how would you grade him through the first quarter of the season? I think um, like a C minus, probably. C minus, maybe a high D. He has not looked comfortable really at any point. Um, only five points, not really getting it done in, in, in any situations. Um, he's had moments. So, you know, the first game of the season, I came on here and I was like, oh man, Tyson Berry <laughs> yeah. is a substantial upgrade he did like uh, that spinorama pass got a backdoor feed and got an assist and we're like oh oh my god we've never seen a right-handed defense but do something like that yes and, and on paper it's been downhill since <laughs> <laughs> yeah and on paper you know he's supposed to be a part of a really good pairing he and he and uh muzzin it really is everything you look for in a d pairing uh strength and puck moving and skill and it just hasn't clicked uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give him like a like a C minus D where like he's passing but um, really not by much it, it, another bad week of performances and he could really be in the doghouse here but I also want to give him a bit of the benefit of he seems a little confused and he might be one of the guys that is probably most hindered by this system that it, they're currently playing through and, and I really believe I, I think part of the low mark here is what we expect of him, right? He gets a he gets a low C because we expect him to be a a B plus A player and, and he has not been that. So below expectations, we're gonna give him a C. C minus. Yeah. I, I I I'm even a little more critical than that, a D plus comparative to what I believe he should be at. Cause what we've seen is he's he's a high 50, 60 point player. And right now five points through twenty games, I mean that's on pace for what, twenty one points? Like he that's that's pretty much going to be like a career low almost for Tyson Berry. Uh, like this, he, he's a player who we had a lot of expectations coming into the year. So uh, he's somebody who needs to kind of get it going. And I, I would be in favor. I definitely wouldn't be opposed to this. Maybe a bit of a shakeup because Morgan Riley, he hasn't gotten gone this gotten going this year. Cody CC, we don't want to see him anymore on the top line. You know, why not maybe try and shake up these lines a little bit, move Tyson Berry up with Morgan Riley, move CC down, you know, whether you want to put him on the second or the third pairing, move Justin Hall up, just kind of shake it up a little bit because what's going on right now, it ain't working. Uh, and that brings me to the next player, Cody CC. Oh, yeah, that's that's... <laughs> That's a that's a that's a that's a D minus for me. I'm I'm being nice here. You're being very nice. I'm giving uh, no. I think a D, uh, no. I think a D minus is all right. He hasn't completely failed every single game. Yeah, but there does seem to be. Although you yeah. know what? Yeah, let's go with an <laughs> F because if you were to if for a D, you would have to play well in fifty percent of the games, right? Or play decent in fifty percent of the games. I think you could point out maybe three or four games out of 20 where I've been like, oh, okay, good game by Cody Cece. The rest is like, why is he on the ice? Like, what is he doing in this league? He should be down with the Marlies. Yeah, and there's always a couple, like, it seems like at least once per game there's a play that is like, the puck is directly from his stick into a scoring chance for oh, the other team. Uh, yeah. it really been on the, the wrong end of some really bad uh, plays and some really bad passes. And has not really done enough to uh, move the arrow in the other direction. I mean, we're talking about a guy with four points, right? He, 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 I said earlier he has made some offensive plays, but one goal, three assists. And that's not what he's there for. But, man, he's playing a lot of ice time for a guy to have that little uh, to show for it. 
And he's been bad on the penalty kill. I mean, I'm sorry, but he's not good. A, no, like he, he, he constantly he's he's letting his man slip away from him. I don't know if it's just because you know the way that they're taught is you know stay where you're supposed to be at. But I mean, like so many times you see his man getting loose and ending up out in front of the net or at the side in a slot, and uh, you know CC doesn't follow him out there and. They end up scoring because of it. Like so many times they're scoring while this guy's out on the ice, whether it's five on five or five on four. And uh yeah, it it's it's been a it's been a very, very poor F level, if we're nice, a D minus level season for CC so far this year. All right, uh a little bit of a uh, an, a better player, somebody who might get a better score, Willie Nylander. I, I like Willie as like a B plus A minus. He's I think he's been very good more often than not. Um, he does sort of still slip into some some bad penalties and some bad plays, but I think generally more often than not, he is a guy that we come up in these post games and say, "Man, he's playing well," or "Man, he did a lot of great things." And uh, I think he's driven a lot of the offense, especially when the team has looked uh, a little lethargic, he has been somebody that you can rely on in those bad games uh, to continue pushing the pace more often than not. I think, you know, among their regular, uh, um, you know, ice time guys that have played more than just a handful of games, he's the, he has leads them in, in Corsi percentage. And, and I think he's been, I think he's been probably the second best forward that they have. I think he's been the first best forward, and that's why I'm giving him an A. I think uh, on a nightly basis, you know, he's kind of the opposite of CC. I think he wows me uh, 16 out of the 20 games, and there's only four games where I'm like, ah, he's made a couple of couple of, he's gone silent a little bit on me here. But for the most part, I, I think I've he's he's impressed me. He's been the most consistent player. Uh, it seems like on a night in night out basis, and he's scoring. At the end of the day, he's he's one of the only players out here who's been scoring and, and driving play recently. So, Will and Elander, you're getting an A from me. Uh, real quick, let's bang out the next couple here. Uh, Austin Matthews. That's, a, that's an easy A for me. I, uh, we can you, you sort of have to adjust your expectation, right? You can say, oh, he hasn't, not every single game's been incredible. He does have 26 points in 20 games. Uh, he does have 13 goals, 13 assists. He, he can single-handedly win them games, as we have seen. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be in these, like, rope a dope low energy games and all of a sudden he puts up two points back to back and he his shot when he gets it off clean is a goal a really high percentage of the time i think he's been uh without his presence I, you, who even knows where they are the problem is i don't feel his presence on a game to game basis so i can't give him an a but he you said team in it, points he's got I 10 know, more points I than know Nylander. that i know i know <laughs> but he's that's just cuz he's so talented Right, like I have such high expectations for him, and it's he he might be meeting it points wise, and that's just because, you know, he he goes. It was like the the game a couple of days ago where he all of a sudden I think with the the L A game last week they were down, and then he come out and scored two goal two points in the third period, had a goal and assist, and all of a sudden it's like oh he was completely completely silent for the first two periods, and then randomly you look on the score sheet he's got two points, but if you look at it, you know. 55 out of the 60-minute game, he was silent. And, and that happens way too often with Matthews for me to give him an A. So I, I, I'm going to give him a, a, a B. I'll give him a B because he is producing. Boy, uh, oh, boy. But when I when I think about it, you know, big picture, 
I just find that, you know, if he's out there, he's averaging just a shade under 20 minutes a game. We'll say he's, he's playing 20 minutes a game. I would say maybe 14 of those minutes, he's kind of just out there roaming around the ice, not giving us, you know, A quality effort. So for See, that, this is, this is where people criticize our fan base. This is, this is where <laughs> it comes from. Hey, man, I, 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 I'm sticking with it. All right. Uh, Superman, Ilya Mihaev. Ah, uh, he's been he's been okay. I think we've I think I've cooled off a little bit. Yeah, how he's much dropped we, off a bit. We've we've been blowing to be down the soup. That's to be expected, right? We're not talking about a guy who's going to lead the team in points or anything. Yeah. Um. You know, I just want to point out again. You're talking about Austin Matthews is, is sixth in the NHL in scoring. I just want to just want to point that out. He has as many points as Nathan McKinnon. Okay. Anyway, um, hey, have, <laughs> I, I points think, aren't everything. Okay. We could use we could use more guys like that. Anyway, um, Mihaev's been good, uh, a pleasant surprise. I will give him a solid B, probably a B plus. Um, a lot of nights that line that he occupies um, is very important, and that depth has has been big for them a lot of the time. Um, I think a, a pleasant surprise, a little bit of fan, a little bit of found money. Um, don't know that he has the hands to turn into like. A twenty-goal guy. I don't think that's going to happen, but um, you know, a really nice start to the career here, and and uh, built himself into a, a fan favorite pretty pretty well, and, and almost always uh, playing hard and playing well. Yeah, I'll give him a B as well. Uh, all right, real quick, I just want letters. Okay, we don't got time. We're yep. running out of time here. Morgan Riley. Oh, I. Uh, it was C plus. I mean, we, yeah, we know he, he he's he struggled at times. He also has 17 points in 20 games. I I go C plus as well. Uh, Captain Johnny T, how's he done? I think he's been a B. I think you know quietly a point a game guy. Um, I think that B comes more from the seven games he wasn't in the lineup versus the the 13 that he has been. You sort of saw that's a good point. how in, how important he is. Um, been a point a game guy, really a steadying hand. Um, yeah, I think I think without him, his value is is a lot louder. So I think a B about what I expected from him this year. You brought me from a B minus to a B with that point. Good sell job. Thank uh, you. Lastly, the coaching staff. Oh, so, uh, D <laughs> strong D from the goalie rotation to the special teams to the bad starts to some of the deployment to some of the guys not getting enough ice time, to Cody Cece being a top pairing. Uh, very <laughs> little, very little to compliment the coaching Ill, staff on. Ill-timed timeouts. Yep. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof, exactly. It's a pr- it's. I care deeply about the use of timeouts, and mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't seem like Mike Babcock likes to use them at the right times, and that bothers me. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. All right, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, coming up next on the other side, we're going to chat about the weekend upcoming. So we've got Boston tonight, and then we got Pittsburgh tomorrow, and we'll chat about uh, Sidney Crosby not going to be in the lineup due to an injury. We'll chat about that next on the other side. But first, guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you're always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. 
Right now, we've got a special free deal. We got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and pay and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B L U E, chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. Bluechew is better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, welcome back to the third segment here of the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside the Zoobs. Another back-to-back upcoming starting tonight. We are hosting the Boston Bruins, the Big Bat Bruins. Uh, what are you expecting at tonight's game? Trouble. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I've done, I, I can't remember how many times in this podcast I've, I've even predicted a win. I think I predicted like 90% of the time I've said they should win the game. Uh, not feeling so optimistic after the after the last two. I think, jeez, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think so. I think we're looking at um a tough, just, some tough sledding here. That the Bruins I mean, are going to be very, very aware of what the Maple Leafs are, the desperation they're going to have, and uh, sort of the run they've been through lately. I expect them to be aggressive early and trying to really double down on how much trouble the Maple Leafs are in. Yeah, like they're such a good team too. Like they're they're number 2 in the conference, uh 11-3 and 4 coming into this one. They've got the top power play unit in the league. Uh and most of all though for the Leafs, they need to get two points in this one. Cuz if they don't get the two points in Boston or against Boston at home, the odds of them getting two points against Pittsburgh on the road with <laughs> our main man Casuso uh, in his first ever NHL start, they might end up going 0 for four on the weekend in points, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that can't happen. Especially when you know, as of right now, as we speak right now, the Leafs are out of a playoff position. Trouble. They are Trouble. officially out of a playoff position, just on the outside uh, looking in. And with games in hand. With games with, in hand. Exactly. With games in hand. So they can't be losing any more games. And the team that they can leapfrog is Pittsburgh tomorrow, which we'll talk about in a sec. But it's got to start. they got to try and get those two points with Boston. You know, when asked about, you know, how come you're so hard-headed about your goalie rotation? How come you won't go ahead and start Hutchinson in, at the time? Hutchinson in game one. Now, this is one where I agree with. Boston, the better team, play, you know, our main man, Freddie and then play your backup against Pittsburgh on, on night two. I agree with the, with the way that it goes, only because it's due to matchup, not due to night one, night two. Um, but that being said, the whole reasoning is to get try and get points on night one, to give yourself a chance to get points on night one, because you got a worse chance of getting it on night two. So you, if you don't get them on night one against Boston, ugh, this is this this weekend shot. It's <laughs> yeah. it's a shot weekend. Most likely. Yeah. And we'll know early. Oh, we sure will. That's the thing, too, man. Like, the Leafs, they, they got to get they gotta start scoring. I think of the 20 games, uh, I'm pretty sure 15 of the 20 or 16 of the 20 games they've allowed the first goal of the hockey game. Let's get out there. Let's score the first goal. And that's, that's, that's my key, one of my keys to the game against Boston. Get out there. Get off to an early lead. And, and, and uh, get off to a good start. Yeah. What's the key for you? Um, discipline. We talked about we talked about it uh, every time. We talk about it every game. Uh, you know, Boston will just end you on, if they get a power play. They, their, their top line is too good. 
Pasternak is too good. Marchand is too good at what he does. You can't play that game. You you gotta be discippointed, and you and you gotta be able to avoid falling into the pitfalls that Boston drags so many teams into. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, yeah, they they, they got to definitely get the win. Uh, get the win over Boston here. All right, uh, let's move on to Pittsburgh. So uh, Crosby, though. We got some news out of Pittsburgh today that Crosby underwent surgery. He had a sports hernia in his core, and he had some core surgery today. He's going to be out at least six weeks, and the game against the Maple Leafs tomorrow night is game one for for Pittsburgh without Crosby. So Leafs got to take advantage of that, and, uh, you know, like we said, they're going to have their backup. Kazmir Kaskasuo is going to be starting his first NHL game. What are you expecting out of this one? I think oh, I'm just begging them to take advantage of this situation. It's on a platter. Like, it really is. <laughs> of all the back-to-backs, and I include Chicago in this, this one is just It's just on a tee. Like, there, it really is a great chance to take advantage of a weakened team, even though you're on the second half. Um, this is such an opportunity. It's just right there. Even after there, Boston, I, though? Like, like, coming off a game against Boston, there's such a a hard and heavy team to play against. I feel like you'll be extra tired after a game against Boston than you were, let's say, last week after a game against Philly. Sure, but you, you know, enough with the, like... Not that it's so, an excuse. I don't want to use it as yeah. an excuse, but I guess it's more of just a, a point, I guess. Like, but, you know, other teams in the NHL uh, have won yeah, games on the, on the second half of a back-to-back. Like, Very we're, true. Not, we're not asking them to, to change the world here. Just play well on the second half of a back-to-back against a team that is not in a good spot right now. I really think, like, of all the back-to-backs, this is the one that just be ready for it. Come Show up ready. I think it's my, the first big key for me is, is show up ready, start strong, so you don't have to play catch-up as a tired team late in the game. Well, not only that, I think also it seemed like the Leafs and John Tavares especially, they felt like they let down Michael Hutchinson. When he got sent down, you know, a number of them came out when they spoke to the media and said, yeah, you know, we didn't play well in front of him and we let him down and that's why he's no longer with us. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but, you know, that's the NHL. Sometimes that happens. Uh, I, I think maybe, and this could also be wishful thinking, you know, maybe the fact that that was maybe a wake-up call for the team mm-hmm. and and with you know, Kaskisuo playing his first NHL game. Maybe they want to play a little extra harder and give a little bit extra effort to try and get him that win. And the fact that, you know, they failed Hutchinson once already. You know, fool me once, shame on me, but fool me twice, shame on you. Don't do what you did to Kaskisuo to Hutchinson. And uh, I, I think that it might be able to give them a little bit of an extra bump tomorrow night against Pittsburgh. Well, here's hoping. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> you got any more... Uh, any more keys? Just win the damn game. Like, yes. I, <laughs> I know that's reductive. I know that's reductive. Score but. more goals than the opposing team. I think that is very key in uh, in getting victories in hockey. Yeah, but listen, <laughs> you know, neither one of us. This isn't our first year. This isn't our first game. We know very well that if they win both of these games on the back to back, all that crap goes away pretty quick. Oh, for sure. I think if they can sweep this weekend, you know, they're feeling good about themselves, and they're going on a long road trip, long one. This is uh, this game against Boston, and then after this, they only have two more home games 
between now and a month from now. Like in the next in in, in the calendar month, they have two more home games after this. That's it. So they're going out on the road. They're going to need a little bit of a pick me up and uh, some confidence going out there. So you pick up two big wins against Boston and Pittsburgh, a back to back. Definitely, I think that would be uh, bode really well for this team going forward. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> Not only the fact that they're getting points on the board, but you know, mentally, I think they'll feel a lot better. Agreed. Right. Should uh, should be a fun weekend, jam packed weekend. Um, do you even want to try and give predictions here? Or are we just gonna hope that they can sweep the weekend? Yeah, let's just let's just keep it easy. We'll we'll, we'll right. just hope. We'll just hope. Please, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray tonight. I'm yes, pray, me, pray me that too. they win. Because <laughs> we need this, man. We need this we, bad. We do. I don't know. What, I don't know what we could possibly <laughs> do next in the in the next week if they if they lose four straight here. Oh God, no. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast then. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked on These Podcasts on all podcast platforms. Receive daily Leafs content. Do us a favor and uh, go ahead and rate the podcast as well. Leave a comment if you could. That'd be fantastic. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. And follow Zoobs at the underscore Zoobs. All right, be sure to check back in here on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend, guys. When we get back, we'll Recap what happened over the weekend and hope that we're celebrating uh, four points out of a possible four points. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.